When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck, a perfect, a perfect hour coming your way. Probably the best hour ever. Before you go off for your weekend, it's going to be phenomenal. I've got a lot to talk to you about here. Clay and I are fired up. Some things in the sports world, which I am, I will tell you, my wife is shocked because this week I'm actually a guy who is sitting down on a couch and watching for more than five minutes sports because i like the u.s open so you know i have my i have my sports weaknesses. this is gonna blow your mind buck i have not watched one minute of the u.s open this might be the first time that you have watched a sporting event that i have not i mean i've seen the highlights but i haven't sat down and watched one moment of the u.s open i i don't even know what to say about that other than you're missing out it's been a great one this year um i went last year i took my mom actually. yeah we had a great I remember. time my mom uh is we had so much fun at the open I think it was Serena Williams' last game we saw, her last professional match. So, anyway, um, a lot going on in the realm of sports, which we'll get into. Uh, but I wanted to start with this one. There was a moment, you don't usually see this in sports, um, and I was, I was watching live at the time, and during one of, uh, during one of the matches, I believe it was, uh, Coco Golf's match, uh, who's now in the final, uh, she's 19 years old, uh, she's, uh, American, black, just a superstar in the making here, <clears throat> who's, you know, I think gonna be, uh, you're gonna see a lot more of her if you follow tennis, uh, and she's doing a phenomenal, a, a phenomenal job. Anyway, she, she had to walk off court for a second, Clay, um, and she addressed with her team, that there was some kind of negotiation going on with, with event security because you had a bunch of climate extinction lunatics. A bunch of climate extinction lunatics had super glued their feet to the ground in the stands and started screaming stuff. I mean, what they scream is, you know, is irrelevant, but these are the people who decide that they have made a uh, that their, their course in life now has to be to do the most annoying things possible to get attention for themselves. 
Um, they, they've done this. They did this, uh, I think it was climate extinction lunatics who blocked the road into Burning Man, which was kind of funny because you had a bunch of, uh, climate worshipers on the way to a like pagan bacchanal. And then you had climate protesters blocking their way on, on the road. Um, but these are the most annoying people, I think, in many ways on the planet, almost as annoying as people that believe in masking still. And I think, Clay, it's interesting to see that there is no mockery of them uh, among Democrats. They do they will not mock them. They'll not make fun of this because as crazy as the climate extinction people are. And remember, they're saying we're all going to die. That's why it's climate extinction. The whole world is going to end and we're all going to die. Humanity will go extinct if we don't you know, ride bicycles to work every day. I mean, just whatever. Tell China to stop producing all the CO2 it does, which is never going to happen. Clay, they're they're essentially the shock troops of the climate movement, the most annoying, stupid people on the planet. Yeah, and and that was bad. One, I, I on part of me, at least it's not priceless works of art that they're gluing themselves to or throwing uh, different uh, objects onto and actually trying to deface and destroy, so that's at least a positive. But did you see that... Uh, Coco de Goff, the, uh, I think I got her name right. And this is one where you may Coco have to... Goff, yeah. There you go. All right. So, uh, she said that she wasn't upset because she agreed with their political protest. Did you see no. those? No. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make sure I read no. those for you. After I all actually... the nice things I said about her tennis. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to read you some of these quotes. This, this uh, is why she I, is I just curse. This, this is why I don't watch sports, everybody. It's why I don't do it. You cannot trust any of these. Famous athletes on politics. Well, a few of them you can, but very few. She said, and I, I quote, and maybe we can find, uh, maybe we can find this, this audio because I imagine it's out there. This is a quote from her, and I'm reading from Outkick because I read about this this morning. I didn't see it happen, but I was like, oh, this is crazy. Throughout history, moments like this are definitely defining moments. I believe in climate change. I don't really know what they were protesting. I know it was about the environment. I 100% believe in that. I think there are things we can do better. I know the tournaments are doing things to do better for the environment. Would I prefer it not happening in my match? 100% yeah. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but it is what it is. I wasn't pissed at the protesters. I know the stadium was because it just interrupted entertainment. I always speak about preaching what you feel and what you believe in. It was done in a peaceful way, so I can't get too mad at it. I'm I'm horrified. I didn't know about <laughs> I, any of this. I thought you I knew those quotes. Like I, I didn't know those quotes. I I you are you. My mind is now, my mind is blown. Although not, I mean, I'm not really. I guess that surprised. You know, athletes weighing. First of all, she's 19 years old. She's very young. Yes. Um. So her knowledge of global climate change, I wouldn't expect. But as as we recall, Greta Thunberg was 16. Oh yeah. And traveling the world and lecturing adults on you know how dare you and the whole thing. It was absurd, right? Um, wow, that's really disappointing. I it's would almost... say, Buck, this is, this is a good point though on the 19 year olds. This is one of those things that I think is an article of faith with young people in America today. Uh, I see it with my own boys and the kids that are around them. The idea that you could question anything about climate change to them is almost impossible for them to comprehend. It is such an article of faith in the way that they have been raised, that climate change is real and that it's going to be massively destructive to uh, to their life. They've bought into the cat- catastrophizing aspects of this story. 
And so it doesn't honestly surprise me that Coco Goff is how you pronounce her name. It's crazy. I don't, I really don't know much about her. Um, that she would have that perspective because I think it is overwhelmingly the perspective that an average American 19 year old kid, and I still call them kids even though they're technically adults, a 19 year old still kind of a kid to me, that they would have that opinion is not at all surprising. But I, when I saw those quotes, I was reading about it this morning and, uh, and I thought, man, I've never heard of a protest shutting down a tennis match like this and the athlete being like, yeah, basically I agree with the protesters. I, I, it's funny. We didn't, we didn't plan this out beforehand. I was just going to talk about the Biden administration now shutting down, um, a whole, a, a massive, let me see. The, uh, they have a huge massive, part of Alaska. Yeah. Huge part of, of, I guess it's Anwar, right? Where they're, here we go. Biden administration, Biden, uh, freezes the interior secretary, Deb Holland is freezing a huge part of Anwar, limiting development on 13 million acres in the state's National Petroleum Reserve. And uh, what was interesting, and the Wall Street Journal was teeing off on this, um, the Biden administration is saying that the Interior Secretary, Deb Holland, has to rely on, quote, indigenous knowledge of the science to block this drilling. Indigenous, indigenous knowledge, knowledge of the science of the is science. an amazing phrase. Um, I, I didn't even know that that was based on the best. This, here's the quote based on the best available science and in recognition of indigenous knowledge. I'm like, what is indigenous knowledge? I mean, is it science is science, right? So if the indigenous knowledge includes something that is scientific, that would just make it science. We don't have Japanese science and American science. We don't have Russian science and Brazilian science. There's just science. But in the case of this, to to sort of create this diversity and inclusion umbrella for blocking a huge amount, 13 million acres in the uh, Anwar area. I remember Anwar, Clay, they've been trying to do this. This was like an early episode of The West Wing. You remember this? And you know, the West Wing, the show that was just about how liberals oh, are always yeah. right and care and, and care and and are really educated. I used to like that show. Just I'm like, not, I'm I just want lie. my Bible. When I was 19, just like Coco Goff, I was like, oh, the West. I was a, a freshman at GW. West Wing, popular show. Everybody watched it. Oh, gosh, Clay's come so far. Makes me so happy. <laughs> so we we look at the. But my, my point about this was, and I'm still like, I can't believe. Like, just play, just play tennis. Yep. I mean, I, you know, I, I know we're not, like, not allowed to say this to athletes. Like, can you just do the athlete? Because now, if you step into the realm of politics, now we, now you're in our world, right? I don't sit there. Tell, I mean, you know, everyone can have opinions on everything. Fine. But now we have to say, no, that's a really stupid thing to say. And why are people, because people will listen. They're going to listen to, oh, climate change is real and all this stuff. Um, my, my point though about the, uh, about the, and it's, she actually has made the point better than anybody really could have in a sense here. People have paid, and I was just there last year myself, people have paid yep. a lot of money to be there and be in an event. Think of how selfish you have to be, because it was like a 10 or 15 minute, you know, shut down in the match, stopped it, everyone had to go, oh, the police had to come and remove. Think of what a selfish jerk you have to be to think that because you are an emotionally unstable Biden voter, you need to glue your feet to the ground to make a point about what exactly? It's not even like they're saying free our, you know, our buddy who's like a political prisoner somewhere. Like maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not. They're, they're, they just want attention. 
This yeah. is this is a malignant narcissism masquerading as a political movement. I think that's well said. Also, I think it's super counterproductive because most people just come for the entertainment. Whether you know the same thing happened at the uh, uh, at the NBA, guys started gluing themselves to the basketball court, and that was funny because everybody in the NBA wants to be super woke and you know politically active, and then everybody's like, "Can we just play basketball?" You know, you sound like me uh, because that's the argument I've been making for years. The other thing about this is, and I guarantee you this will happen, Buck. I, I go ahead and write this in stone. Somebody in sports media, maybe multiple people, will write a column where they say the proudest moment of Coco Goff's career wasn't advancing to the U.S. Open, and if she wins, the they'll say yeah. it wasn't it wasn't winning the U.S. Open. It was speaking out about the ravages of climate change. Some, okay. some sports writer will write that column, I guarantee. I just want to say, I, I was watching this. I was kind of like on and off watching, and I ended up tuning in much more for the later set. I thought it was like 15 minutes, because I, I often watch things on delay, because I'm a digital watcher, and I'll fast forward. It was a 49-minute mo- stop and play. So that actually changes the trajectory of the match. Yep. That's unfair to the players. I mean, even five minutes is unfair to the players. Deeply unfair to the players. If I were the girl who lost, I forget, I forget, I think it was, uh, Mucheva, who's a Russian, I think, or, or is from, I forget where she's from, but Mucheva, I think, was the player. Um, if I were the player who lost, I'd be really upset. I think it's unfair that you have your play halted like that. But for the other people, I mean, this is like, this is like when someone gets too drunk, freaks out on a plane, and all of a sudden, instead of everybody going to Barbados, they're heading back to Newark. You know what I mean? It's so selfish and stupid and wrong. And, you know, this player who's now in the U.S. Open final is supportive of it. To your point, brand enhancing for her. Yeah. Overall, corporations, people who write big checks, they're going to say, oh, bigger sponsorship dollars. I will now root against her. I don't even know if she's playing in the final. Actually, no, I do know she's playing. Um, I don't know, uh, some, she's playing uh, a Russian, I think. Yeah, another, I, I, I look, another, another Russian. Yeah. Another Russian. I will okay, say I have to root for the Americans still, but I'm annoyed that she said these annoying things about climate change. Am I crazy to ask how do you get the stuff that you can glue yourself to the court to, with into the event? Like, don't you have to go through metal detectors and stuff like, like, wouldn't, yeah, it's like, a tube of, cl- it's a tube of crazy glue. I don't think that's, that's, is that all they're stuff. using? I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I've never pulled this routine myself. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Pretty crazy well, though. But, but, um, but can I just point out though, Clay, that while we're at a point that gas prices are still pretty high and everything else, you have these climate lunatic protesters running around. You have Biden's interior secretary, Deb Holland, uh, making moves to make it harder to drill and to get energy. This is one of the, this is one of like the central brain rots of the modern Democrat party. And you'll notice it because no one, you know, comedians or whatever, they won't make fun of the dumbest, most annoying people in political life in the planet. I think right now are climate protesters, the most worthless, the most selfish. It's terrible. Let me also point this out. And I, I think we've talked about it a little bit. Gas prices are going back up as all of this is happening. Yesterday I filled up. Took me over a hundred dollars again to fill up my car. And I know a lot of you out there are nodding along too because the prices are going up in a substantial way all over the country. And suddenly those massive gas bills are back like they were last summer 
as we roll into the fall here. One of the best things about stepping out of the shower, wrapping yourself in a cozy, absorbent towel. You don't want one of those flimsy or scratchy towels. You want the luxurious comfort of a MyPillow towel made with USA cotton. Guess what? You're in luck because right now they're on sale at 50% off regular prices. MyPillow towel set comes with two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually that retails for $79.98. Right now you can get it at MyPillow.com for an incredible 50% off. Enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for this special. Many more as well. Look forward to getting out of that next shower with the MyPillow towels. MyPillow.com. Enter our names, Clay and Buck, as the promo code. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Final hour. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through what will be the final hour headed into the weekend. I know a lot of you have big weekend plans. Go subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Boom. Search it out. You'll be able to take us anywhere. And you can also stream the show live anywhere in the world off the iHeartRadio app. If you have not already downloaded the iHeartRadio app, then you should do so. As many of you are going to be on the road, be safe. 
Buck, you, uh, since we're on the uh, the commentary there of the people gluing themselves to the court, I can't believe this happened. The one thing you used to be able to rely on in sports was, hey, at least the U.S. is best, better than anyone else in the world at basketball. We actually lost to Germany, not in soccer. We lost to Germany in basketball in this FIBA championship game. So we got protesters gluing themselves to the court. And then our U.S. men's basketball team, as they get ready for the Olympics next year, I think, just got whipped by Germany. Isn't, uh, was it the, the Serbs are the best team right now, basically, in international competition? Is that right? Is it right? the Serbs or the Croats? Uh, oh, is that whoops. a, uh, I think the Croatians because <laughs> Luka is one of the best players out there. And I think, um, I think the Croatians are the Bella. You could be right. I'm not an expert in know. Slavic basketball, but I, I know that you don't want to confuse Serbs with Croats though. They yeah, do not I think, I think that. the Croats are the better, uh, the better basketball. I think, but I could be wrong. Well, this is though, I mean, basketball has changed so much since I used to watch it in the nineties when it was such a dominant viewer, uh, you know, dominant sport in terms of viewership. Uh, it's, it's a lot of three point shooting now. Yeah, you know, um, which in theory changed. would help the less uh, athletic uh, among us, which uh, which I, maybe that is what Germany did. I don't know. I just saw the headlines of people rending their garments. We're not even the best in the world at basketball anymore. It's one thing to get whipped in soccer like the U.S. men regularly do. But now we're getting run by the Germans in basketball. This is not good. I hear we're kind of on the small side, too, as a team. But I Look don't at you attention. with all the, like, you were the one talking to this in the off air. You're like, hey, did you see the big sports news coming out? I was like, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I learned some things. Uh, guess what? You know the signs your cell phone needs replacing. Crack screen you make excuses for. I got one of those. Uh, shorten battery lives that have you looking for a place to charge every opportunity. That's happening to you. Take an opportunity to switch to Pure Talk. Upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. It's a brand new 5G Samsung Galaxy, two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, ultra-strong glass. When you sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk text, 15-gig data plan for just 35 bucks a month, the deal comes with a mobile hotspot, too. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers, thanks to America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. U.S.-based customer service team helps make the switch Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to reach them and claim your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk today. That's pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. American Playbook, a guide to winning back the country from the Democrats, is the it book of the year. Not just because I wrote it, but because it contains the game plan for winning the next election. Consider me Coach Clay, and my book is the strategy we need to follow. Get your copy now, wherever books are sold. When I stopped just reading history books and preparing for radio shows and uh, trying to, like, go for walks or get to the gym or something, I spent some time watching the sports on the television and it all of a sudden crosses over in the world of politics right away. Right in front of me. I didn't even know it. Or I found out later on. So the uh, American Coco Goff, who is in the U.S. Open Finals, which is being played tomorrow, I believe, um, in New York City for tennis. Uh, she, There was a 49-minute delay because of climate lunatic protesters gluing themselves. And they were shouting and screaming and cursing and doing all the usual stuff. Um, 
just anyone who's willing to do this kind of stuff, there's a zero percent chance that this is someone you would want to like be around and deal with. It's just their annoyingness level must be beyond comprehension for normal people. Um, but Coco Golf is in support of, uh, you know, and I, I think um, I, I got a lot of Miss Clay. See, here I am. I thought I could just watch some sports and now I'm on the political show talking the sports. Here it's like worlds colliding. Here is Coco Golf talking about the climate, uh, extinction protest during the U.S. Open women's, uh, semifinal. It is what it is. I think that the moments like this, yeah, are def- history defining moments. And like I said, I prefer it not to happen in my match, but I wasn't pissed that, you know, the protesters, I mean, I know the st- stadium was because it just interrupted entertainment, but you know, I always speak about preaching, preaching about what you feel and what you believe in. And it was done in a peaceful way. So I can't get too mad of it. Obviously, I don't want it to happen when I'm up, or winning up six, four, one, zero. I wanted the momentum to keep going, but hey, if you, that's what they felt that they needed to do to get their voices heard, I can't really get upset at it. I just wonder, Clay, you know, if, if the Chicago Bulls were playing a basketball game at home and I like, you know, ran out in the middle of the court and like super glued my chest to the, to the center court because I want to bring attention to the horrific, continuous gun violence in Chicago and people shooting each other in unimaginable numbers weekend after weekend. Would, would people like Coco Golf or other athletes anywhere across the political, I mean, the athletic spectrum, any, any NBA players, would they say, yeah, what he did, I know it's annoying for the people in the stands, but what he did is really meant to save lives and bring attention to an important topic. I just, I'm just putting that out there. No, I mean, and this is when I would blow people's mind back during the Colin Kaepernick protest, which thankfully have essentially ended. Um, but I, I would always say, look, I, I think it's a bad idea to protest anything in uniform at work. I, I, I just think unless you're in the political sphere, you should try to do your best to entertain. And I said, and if you disagree with me, Imagine what the reaction in San Francisco would have been, and this was before Roe v. Wade was overturned, but I would say, what if Colin Kaepernick took a knee and said he refused to stand for the national anthem because he didn't think abortion should be the law of the land? Or what if he refused to stand for the national anthem because he didn't think that gay marriage should be legal? All of those people in San Francisco who want to make Colin Kaepernick the patron saint of their political beliefs would have immediately demanded that Colin Kaepernick be fired. And it would blow people's mind because most people like free speech when the speech reinforces what they already believe. But as soon as a free speech says something they don't like, well, then it's a threat. It shouldn't be allowed. And this is why you have to stand on principle over politics. And my principle was... Yeah, I just, I don't care about anybody's politics when I want to watch a sporting event. And I love, I didn't even know this was going on till this morning. I got up, I woke up, Buck, and I read about it and I saw it. Um, and I was like, oh, this sounds like it was kind of crazy. I, I went to a seventh graders football game last night and then we went to dinner right afterwards. And then I watched the NFL game between the Lions and the Chiefs, which I imagine a lot of our listeners did who are NFL fans. Uh, and or sports fans, but I bet there was a lot of people watching that tennis match too. And this is what I've always said. Like you don't, if I come to watch Spider-Man, I don't watch Spider-Man to come out before the movie and say, Hey guys, 
I just want to tell you about what I think about the Ukraine war. Like, I, I, I appreciate it, Spider-Man. Like, you're entitled to your opinion. I came to watch you, like, throw webs and catch bad guys. Uh, and, and I feel the same way about entertainment in general. And anything that takes me out of enjoying the match, 49 minutes is a long time that it took to get these idiots, like, cleaned off the court. That, that's bonkers. I would be furious if that happened and I was there. I remember um, there was an incident in D.C. in the Trump administration, and this happened a number of times, um, but this one particularly stuck out of my mind, where a bunch of Antifa-style maniacs, um, Antifa-style maniacs are uh, going after Ted Cruz. And um, they're going after Ted Cruz, and the restaurant, Felt so badly because Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz left. The restaurant felt so badly that they decided, um, to bring Senator Ted Cruz back and like, you know, make, make it all better because they felt like they had an yeah. obligation to him as a customer in that situation. I think it was Fiola in DC that did this. I might have the uh, Fiola Mare. I, I could be wrong. I think that was a restaurant in DC. So pardon me if I got that wrong, but. I remember that and thinking, yeah, that's your, that's kind of your obligation to the customer. Okay. If you're at the U.S. Open, some people have paid everyone for this kind of a match. You're paying hundreds of dollars per seat and some people are paying thousands of dollars per seat. And for your enjoyment and your situation to be interrupted by, you know, 49 minutes, the stadium seems to know that that's, they have an obligation to try to have a good event and a good time for all who are, all who are there. I think the athletes should feel that way, too. I think the athletes should be like, guys, people came out to pay money to see us play great tennis. They didn't come out to see your stupid politics. Do that crap somewhere else. So I yeah. totally disagree. Yeah, and and the fact that she came out and endorsed it, unfortunately, on some level, probably emboldens these guys to take action like this going forward. And by the way, I don't think it's just athletics. The other analogy I used to love is, hey, if you're going out to McDonald's, Imagine if you walk up to the front desk at McDonald's and you say, hey, I'd like to order a Big Mac. A lot of you probably are ordering Big Macs across the country right now during your lunch break, right? Go through the drive-thru, whatever it is. And when you get up there to get your Big Mac, if the person working there said, hey, here's your hamburger, but just so you know, meat is murder. I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I kind of just wanted a hamburger. I didn't want to know your personal opinion on whether or not it's okay to kill animals, right, to eat them. And if that happened, I think McDonald's would fire the worker. And it would be justified. And every one of you out there would nod along and say, yeah, you know, if you're an anti-meat person, McDonald's probably not the best place for you to work. Part of the job is you're going to have to pass hamburgers to customers, and they don't want to hear meat's murder. Um, and I just I think we've lost our way um, in the way that that is discussed. And I think social media buck has made it so that, it's you feel like you have to weigh in on every topic. A lot of these athletes do. And I think in the process, what they're slowly learning is they're alienating substantial segments of people that would otherwise love them. I still think the smartest quote of the modern sports era, and I wrote my last book using this quote, Michael Jordan, when asked why he didn't get political, said Republicans buy sneakers too. And as a result, Michael Jordan is, as I speak to you today, the most popular American athlete in the entire country still. 
and he's been retired for 20 years because everybody could see some version of themselves in him. What he sold was his excellence on the basketball court, not his opinions off of it. And most people want to buy in to excellence on the court. Now, sometimes, like, look, it becomes so intertwined. I give credit. Novak Djokovic is still alive in the U.S. Open, right, Buck? He spoke out on the COVID shot, but they made him have to do that because he otherwise wasn't going to be eligible to play. Last year, he couldn't come to the U.S. Open. He took a stand, but that directly related to his ability to go on to the court. Sometimes it is impossible to avoid, but that is rare. And again, I give credit to Novak for actually being willing to lose out on the opportunity to win a Grand Slam tournament because he rightly pointed out that the COVID shot for a young, healthy guy who'd already had it made zero sense. So, once again, you think you can enjoy a sporting event, you think you can watch these things, and uh, and sure enough, uh, so many of the individuals involved, it seems, would rather take it as an opportunity to lecture the people that, look, I, I don't... I do not watch the NBA anymore because of the politics that the NBA took in recent years. Full stop. Don't watch. No interest. Don't care. NFL. I mean, I, I tuned it out for a while. I've now willing to watch it on occasion. Um, but I can certainly understand the appeal, for example, for a lot of people of, um, of really focusing in more on college football, which is something that I know you like a whole heck of a lot. So college football seems to have less of these toxic politics. So I think it's important, folks. I, I don't know. I'm 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 sitting here, it's so funny. I was like, I just wanted to make fun of the climate protesters. I'm like, oh and the the athlete who won, she did an amazing job. She's such a, a superstar in the making. And it's like, yeah, she thinks they were cool. She likes the protesters. Really, folks, just when you think. If you're the self appointed family photographer or videographer in your family, you need to know about Legacy Box. This company in Tennessee provides a simple and safe solution for digitizing all your family's precious memories. And that's what you want, a way to digitally transfer all the moments you've recorded onto digital files that will last forever. They make the process easy. They send you a specially made shipping box. You fill it full and ship it back to them. It can include your old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, Super 8 film, pictures, whatever you want digitized. Their team professionally digitizes everything by hand. Lots of care goes into that process, and you'll get it back on the cloud or thumb drive along with your originals in just several weeks' time. After 10 years in business, Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer. They've helped over 1 million families to do just this. The best part is being able to watch and relive these memories and share them easily with emails or making digital copies yourself. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck and get an incredible 55% off that's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K and get started today. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Closing up shop on the Friday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you who have hung out with us. Buck, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but I'm a bit in mourning. I'm a bit of a sad guy as we roll into the weekend. I really thought that Gavin Newsom, my buddy, was going to potentially step into the fray in 2024 and that maybe we'd be able to have a nice rosé Sun went down over Napa Valley. Discuss California and the future of the country. Me, maybe Sean Hannity. Maybe we'd invite you, Buck. Just a bunch of bros broing out in the vineyards. Do you buy in? We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I just, I, I circle back around. Do you really believe that Gavin Newsom, when he says Kamala Harris has got next, I'm not interested in 24? Isn't that what you say when you're actually super interested? He's clearly interested, was thinking about it. Here's what I think is going on. I, I Look, you all know what my analysis is, which is that it will be Biden, and if it's not Biden, it will basically be Kamala, and and Kamala will be running as the, uh, as you know, if, if Biden is the third term of Obamaism, Kamala would be running as the fourth term of Obamaism, as in the person who's actually the president doesn't matter all that much. It's the machinery and the advisors, and and that all stretches back to the eight years of Obama. We talked about that before. I think for Gavin Newsom, he realizes he has to take this position. He has to take this position because otherwise it looks like he is interested in pushing aside the first black and also the first Indian, you know, it's interesting. She's the first Indian and the first black, uh, vice president. Um, 
That's not a good look for him. Now, what I think you're probably getting at a little bit here is, in his mind, if he's going to create, say, an opening for himself down the line, he has to seem like he doesn't want to push yes. Kamala aside now. But if the party happened to come to him in a couple of months and was like, look, it's really not your fault. We really need you to be the guy. We know we, all the numbers show Kamala will lose. Then he could be like, you know, I was just being all handsome in California at my vineyard. I, had, you know, was just going to look at my Pinot Noir and just know, and oh, all of a sudden I have to run. I'm sorry. It's out of my hands. You know, that's, that's the only move that I could see for Newsom here. He's going to have to save the Republic. That's a great place to be in. Anytime you can say you don't want a job that you actually do and somehow you think it's going to work back in your favor, that to me feels like what Nat Newsom's doing. Also, I think maybe they're getting wrapped a little bit here by the larger Democrat establishment because it is almost impossible to explain why he's challenging Ron DeSantis to a debate. Right? I mean, this has never happened before. You're not running for president and you're challenging a Republican presidential contender to a debate, it definitely doesn't add up. But I also don't think there's any way that Gavin Newsom would get out of the way uh, for Kamala Harris if push truly came to shove and Biden decided to step down. So we'll see. But this, to me, is maybe a little bit of a sign that they're trying to circle the wagons around Biden after, I think it's fair to say, Buck, this has been a pretty disastrous week for him. When you look at the Wall Street Journal poll that came out, when you look at the CNN poll, 76% of Americans saying he doesn't have the mental or physical capability to be president is not what you want to see one year before you hope to get four more years in the presidential office. And so I wonder how much that drumbeat is going to continue. Now, we just talked about Coco. Is this changing your weekend plans? Like, were you all in on the U.S. Open and now the climate change protesters, the fact that she's endorsed them? Are you going to do something else? Not going to watch the women's match, I don't think, but I will watch um, the men's match, which, as we speak now, has not been decided, but I think it is very likely to be Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic. And I will say my wife loves Djokovic because of his really principled vaccine stance. I get it. And uh, and I, I think a lot of respect. Novak, they really made his life um, very frustrating for a while. Yeah. He missed majors, and I mean, he's now by the by the majors win column, the greatest tennis player of all time. He would have even had one or two more. Yes, he was willing to risk, and this is what you really, I think, have to recognize. He was willing to re- stand on principle that they forced him to stand on. This is not him just deciding to get super political. They said, you cannot play unless you do this. And he said, no, I'm not going to put that shot in my body. Both he, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, even though he's got some kooky political opinions, relatively few people who were forced to get this shot and publicly said, no, I'm not going to. I give them a great deal of credit and also, Buck, I find it hard not to root for them going forward, so I am hoping that Djokovic will get the win. I'll also root for Coco because she's an American, uh, but I, I wish mean, she I will root for her, but I'm not sure yes. I'm going to watch the whole match. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. 
All right. All well, right. we'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. Monday, appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Have fabulous weekends. And it'll be 9-11, the 22nd anniversary. When we return, we'll certainly be talking about that a lot on Monday and our friends at Tunnel to Towers. Thanks for hanging. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.